0: Good morning, new community. Come on. Thank you. Okay, Christ Ministries. Ways in which we can serve in this house of prayer. Amen. Ways in which we can volunteer. There's always need for your service in the church. So the awesome worship team, wasn't that awesome this morning? Their worship. Man, I thought I was at a professional concert. That is awesome to be able to blend and harmonize like that in beauty and singing about Christ our Lord. So that's a blessing. So anybody that can sing a note, (laughs) join the worship team, the choir, amen? So there's plenty of areas for us to serve. So we're looking forward to our... Uh, September gathering where we're going to be hearing more as we go along and talking about the other areas of ministries that you are uh, able to volunteer in. So let's look forward to those upcoming videos. Oh, amen. Let's go right into what we are talking about this morning. I want to first say um, thank you to new community, to Pastor Peter and Pastor Michael and all of the staff for really uh, blessing me with the opportunity to share and speak uh, a few weeks ago. I uh, do not count it lightly, uh, just the chance to tell the message of Jesus Christ, to be called uh, to share his message. So it was a blessing to me to be able to share I do want to share with you all, because I kind of had a conversation with Pastor Peter, and he is such a wise man. And uh, he shared some things with me as he asked me, how did I feel about preaching here at New Community?" So I had to be honest, because, you know he is a pastor. And, you know, so am I. And he said, thou should not lie. That's what they said. So I guess I should tell the truth. And so I said to him that it was very different for me. I found myself in uh, a place that I haven't been in probably all the years that I have preached or ministered the gospel. And I said to him, it wasn't at all that the congregation was not welcoming um, that was not a true statement. I do appreciate all the beautiful faces and all the smiles that you gave me that said, it's okay, you can do it. <laughs> I appreciate that. But it was really different because I've been here at New Community now. We've been here at just about eight months now. And I shared with him for really many, many years I had um, been seeking and listening for preachers who would speak and minister the gospel message. And I told him I had not ran across anyone such as him, Pastor Michael, and this church of New Community that ministers and preaches the gospel message and you can hear about Christ every Sunday and in every message. And it is not... Uh, Obscure in the message, it is not at all missing in the message. And so I told him that as much as I love the gospel and as much as I have preached the message of Christ, to be able to make sure that I bring across this expression of what the gospel is and how to grab a hold of it. And in every message and every sermon, I told him that kept me up all night. But I told him I am so humbly grateful to be able to be in this place. I don't know if you all know the wealth that you have in your leadership here, in your pastor, Pastor Peter and Pastor Mike, that takes the time to search the scriptures and preach the message of the gospel of Jesus Christ, that you not only are reminded of your liberation, but that you are are transformed and you are pressed forward in your liberation to continue to grow in Christ and to know this message of the gospel. So I told him I am so appreciative that, as nervous as I was on the last occasion, <laughs> I am so grateful to be nervous about that. Amen. And I'm still nervous today, so you all be be prayerful. <laughs> amen amen all right so we're going to talk today we are entering in pastor Michael brought us back and reintroduced us to this message uh, that pastor Peter began speaking in a series before he left on the forgotten God speaking about the Holy Spirit and so we are beginning that again and we're going to hear pastor Peter when he returns as he continues to to uh dive into that and to speak even more greatly and profoundly on our understanding, our embracing and our awareness of the Holy Spirit, the forgotten God. So we are going to continue speaking along those matters. Amen. So we're going to talk today and share with you a little bit about what the Holy Spirit is has done personally in my life because you know the holy spirit is not just some someone that's kind of out there you know just that he's not that someone he is very personal to us, And he lives and he, he, he thrives and he operates and he flows through our day-to-day interactions. Daily we have interactions with the work of the Holy Spirit in our lives. And so what uh, my journey or what your journey is in, in discovering or becoming greatly aware of the Holy Spirit is to see how the Holy Spirit is operating in your life every day. Every day. All right. So want to talk to you today a little bit about wisdom, how the Holy Spirit brings to us wisdom for our day to day living. When we think about the need for wisdom, the need for wisdom, we are so now in these day and ages, we are so in need of wisdom, much wisdom. Much wisdom are we in need of. Why? Because we are inundated every day with just numerous amounts of decisions and choices that we have to make daily. And these daily choices that we have to make affect our lives, some minimally and some greatly. Whichever the case may be for you, decisions and decision-making ability is so important for us every day as to what our future is going to look like. There was a survey done that a, a survey done and talked about and asked the question, how many choices do we have to make in a day? And that number was great. They said that we as consumers, and we are a consumer uh, nation of people, and it says that as consumers that we are given too many choices, too many decisions, and that these decisions tax our brain and they lead us to poor decision-making. Starbucks offers you 87,000 drink combinations. And some are on a journey to try every one of them. <laughs> 87,000 drink combination. Comcast cable offers you up to 1,000 television channels. Too many choices consumerism de- demands for whatever demands that whatever we want we can have and that decisions that we have to make according to what we want puts pressure and brings much pressure upon ourselves to make decisions studies show that the more decisions a person has to make the worse they perform when it comes down to simple tasks it says, we are apt to make poor decisions, suffer mental fatigue, become paralyzed, and not choose or not choose at all. To be dissatisfied with our choices. To try to simplify the choices by shortcutting research and choosing what is familiar. We believe that with many options, we are bound to find what we consider to be perfect. We suffer this great pressure because we are looking for some fulfillment or some satisfaction in our lives. It is said that we should have gained specific knowledge in order to make a wise and informed decision but there are multiple resources that we can gain knowledge from that we can gain counsel from and that we can gain wisdom from and so because we have so many choices and then so many resources to help us to make these choices we end up confused and we end up way down because there's too many things that we have to think about what schools are we going to attend where are we going to send our children what areas are we going to live if i buy a house House? Am I buying a house in the right market? Am I purchasing a house in the right area? My, are my children going to be safe in the community? So many decisions. I'm looking for a husband. Will he be the right one? I'm trying to find a wife. Will she be the right one? So many decisions and so many choices. Now, my goodness, you can go on on the computer on Google and just about find anything that you want. And we believe that that is better for us. In actuality, it puts us in a worse position because it puts on us this mental pressure To choose based upon what we research and what someone else tells us is true. So we have to put our trust in someone else's expertise. We put our trust in someone else's ability. And we make these decisions and choices that are not always good for us. And so now life is weighing us down, and it is so busy, so busy. We are running constantly, and there are so many things and responsibilities for us to do. So what do we do at the end of the day? We seek wisdom. Where do we seek wisdom from? Proverbs chapter 1, this is our text for today. Proverbs chapter 1, verse 20. This is reading from the NIV version. Proverbs chapter 1, verse 20. Can you all read along with me in reading our text for today? Can read out loud. Out in the open, wisdom calls aloud. She raises her voice in the public square. On top of the wall, she cries out. At the city gate, she makes her speech. How long will you, who are simple, love your simple ways? How long will mockers delight in mockery and fools hate knowledge? Repent at my rebuke. Then I will pour out my thoughts to you. I will make known to you my teachings, but since you refuse to listen when I call, and no one pays attention when I stretch out my hand, since you disregard all my advice and do not accept my rebuke, I in turn will laugh when disaster strikes you. I will mock when calamity overtakes you. When calamity overtakes you like a storm, when disaster sweeps over you like a whirlwind, when distress and trouble overwhelm you, then they will call to me, but I will not answer. They will look for me, but I will not find me. Since they hated knowledge and did not choose to fear the Lord, since they would not accept my advice and scorn my rebuke, they will eat the fruit of their ways and be filled with the fruit of their schemes. Webster defines wisdom as accumulated knowledge, learning, insight, discernment, judgment, a generally accepted belief, as a wise attitude A course of actions, the teachings of wise men. Webster defines wisdom as such. Webster puts wisdom and its onus to be wise on us. Webster says that the more that you study, the more that you gain knowledge, the more that you go through life's experience, then you gain wisdom. So so Webster says to us that if we are not doing these things, then we will lack wisdom. But the scriptures speak to us and say that wisdom is not something you gain just merely from picking up a book. Wisdom is not something you gain just by going through a certain experience in your life. If that was the case, I probably would be way wiser than I am right now. But wisdom does not come to us like that. Man's wisdom may come to us like that. Oprah has helped a lot of people be noted for their wisdom. And a lot of us have followed Dr. Field and, and all of the other psychologists and so forth that have come forth because Oprah said they were wise. Oprah said they knew something about life that we didn't know. And so we sought after all of these great people and, and followed and bought their books and my goodness, they are top sellers now because Oprah said that they were wise, only to discover that their wisdom was fleeting. A lot of them and their wisdom couldn't help themselves. And then I discovered as I listened to a lot of them is that a lot of their wisdom came from the very same place that my wisdom comes from. the Holy Bible. Many thought that they had some new things and they had come up with some great, great things. And I, and I would sit back just because I had read a couple of scriptures and I would say, wow, that sounds a lot like the Bible, but they are not even giving Jesus the credit. They're claiming the credit for wisdom as though they themselves obtain the wisdom that they share with us. But the truth is there is no wisdom greater than the wisdom of God. And every wisdom, every wise thing given and spoken of by man, God says that that the wisest person in the world is the foolish person, most foolish person as they stand before the presence of God. When I stand before God, I don't care how much education I have. It doesn't matter how much I know or how many life experiences I have had. When I stand before God, I realize that I don't have a clue. In the early part of my, com- my conversion, I remember having been married almost 10 years by that time, having had two children who were around eight or six years old, and I had been parenting that long, had been married that long, and when I was converted, I finally had enough wisdom to ask the Lord, Amen. how do I... Be the best wife that I can be. Teach me how to be a wife. Teach me how to be a mother. You would have thought that I would have known it by then. My children probably thought that I knew. My husband probably thought that I knew. But I didn't have a clue. I was just winging it. (laughs) Hoping that no one would discover... That I don't even know what I'm doing. And I'm just hoping that no one comes and says, we're going to take your children. Because you don't have a clue as to how you're raising them. We don't know how they're going to turn out. I don't know how they're going to turn out. Lord, I just hope at some point that I won't at least get all of the bad things. Because you know the mothers get all of the blame. (laughs) When something goes wrong with the children, the first thing they say, who is your mother? (laughs) So I didn't want that. At least I didn't want that. So let me try to at least alleviate myself from that. But I didn't have a clue. And the scripture tells us that wisdom is not something that is just found just in any pages. But wisdom is a person. He has a name. And the Bible calls him Jesus. <laughs> Wisdom is a person. Christ is referred to in 1 Corinthians, the first chapter, verse 22. He is referred to as wisdom. Wisdom speaks of its own authority. It speaks of its experiences as being ancient. When we read in Proverbs, the eighth chapter, verse 23, Proverbs speaks as wisdom speaks of its own authority. It speaks of its experiences and it says, I am ancient. I have been here. Wisdom says, I was here when God created the earth. I was here when it was void. I was here before anything was shaped, anything was formed. I was with God. So wisdom is speaking to us and saying, I really now have a right to boast about what I know. (laughs) <laughs> I can speak about how much knowledge and how much wisdom I know, even down to the very atom of what created you. I can speak to how you were shaped and how you were formed. I can speak to the things of the of, of animals and land. I can speak to anything. pertaining to the operation and the living in this earth realm. Why? Because I was there when he shaped it. When he spoke it, I was there. So I know some things that you will probably never know. I understand some depths of things that you will probably never understand. I have some things, you know, those problems that you think are too big and those situations that you think you cannot make it through. Those things that look huge as though they are bigger than life and smarter than God. Those things that make you cry at night, those things that make you wonder, those things that make your heart ache, those things that have exalted themselves in your life. He said, those things are nothing. They're minimal compared to the knowledge and the wisdom that I have. Not only do I have ancient knowledge and wisdom, I have now foresight I not only know what was, I know what is, and I know what is to come. So not only can I speak to what has been, but I can speak to your life right now. And I can speak to what will be so you can believe me when I say that it's not over yet. That you have not even seen the best of days yet. You don't even understand the works that I am doing in your life. You can trust me. He says, I know, wisdom speaks about its message. Wisdom has a message and in the message is engulfed with promises. Wisdom has promises and it has a message. In Proverbs 2 chapter one, Proverbs two, I'm sorry, Proverbs two verse one, it says, as the writer writes, to his son, he says, my son, if you receive my words and treasure up my commandments with you, making your ear attentive to wisdom and inclining your heart to understanding. Yes, if you call out for insight and raise your voice for understanding, if you seek it like silver and search for it as, as if it was a hidden treasure, then you will understand the fear of the Lord and find the knowledge of God. For the Lord gives wisdom for his mouth come knowledge from from his mouth come knowledge and understanding. He stores up sound wisdom for the upright. He is a shield to those who walk in integrity, guarding the paths of justice and watching over the way of his saints. Then you will understand righteousness and justice and equity. Every good path for wisdom will come into your heart and knowledge will be pleasant to your soul. Wisdom has a message. As we look at our text, wisdom not only has a message, but wisdom has an approach. Wisdom's approach is not to go in hiding, not to hide itself from you as though it does not want to be apprehended. But wisdom says, I want all to hear i want all to receive me so wisdom goes into the open public spaces and begins to cry out to anyone that will listen and says here am i come to me ask of me what you will and i will give to you wisdom Wisdom is crying out to every one of us. You know, it seems sometimes that wisdom obeys us. You know, we pray and we're seeking an answer from God and we don't seem to get an answer when we want to get an answer. Or it's not the answer that we want to hear. We pray, we seek, we call friends, we have gatherings at our house, you know, this is what women do, you know. We just gather and say, come on, let's just talk until we can figure it out. And we talk until we figure it out. And we listen to one another. We become one another's counselors, sometimes for good and sometimes not so good. (laughs) Amen. And when we seek after counsel, when we become desperate for answers and we we become in need for, for something, resources to help us to make decisions and help us to make choices or even just to put our mind at ease and put our minds at peace, we're often looking for the answer. So we search all over when wisdom is standing right in the open saying, here am I you can come and you will find me sometimes for us prayer seems to be the last resort it's the truth prayer is the last resort and sometimes if we pray we don't pray fervently but prayer is sometimes our last resort jesus and us seeking him for the answers is sometimes our last resort. But he's saying, I'm in the open. I'm, I'm out and I'm crying and I'm, and I'm seeking for those that will seek me. Wisdom has an approach. Wisdom also has a targeted audience. Wisdom has a targeted audience. Now, some of us might not like the names portrayed here in this targeted audience because we might not want to look at ourselves in this way. But wisdom says, I'm crying out to the simple ones. To the simple ones that love simplicity. He's speaking of, he said, "I'm, I'm calling out to those who have simple prejudices against the ways of God. I'm calling out to those who are fond of their simple notions and their their ways of considering good and evil. What is that saying to us? He says, those that are comfortable with what you know and no desire to know what God knows. No desire for his wisdom. He said, those are the ones that I'm crying out to. Those who are okay with this simplicity of life. Those who are okay with the day-to-day activities of their life without having a strong unction to seek out the very wisdom of God. He said, I'm, I'm calling out to the scorners who delight in scorning. The scorners who delight in scorners, those ones who are proud, who are so proud within themselves that they take pleasures in having contempt for others and being angry and unforgiving. Those who are comfortable not forgiving others. Who are okay with disliking others and having a contempt for others. He says, I'm calling out to the scorners that scorn. To those who find humor in scorning others. He said, I'm calling out to the fools who hate knowledge. Those who hate to be instructed, hate to be reformed. Those who Seriously dislike the ways of God. Now, now that sounds very heavy, but this is the the truth of the matter. I remember having this very moment where I said, you know, I love the very will of God. Because the will of God says that God has this plan for us. That he created us and he has this overwhelming love for us. That he would not leave us, nor would he forsake us. He said he would be with us for eternity in always. So I love the very will of God. But sometimes I just have a problem with his ways. You know, I'm just like, is there another way? Is there something else that we can try? Do I have to do it like this? Do I really have to really forgive them and let go, you know? Do I really? Do I really have to help others even when it means a sacrifice for myself? We love the will of God. We don't always agree with his ways. And so God said, for some of us, wisdom is crying out and is speaking to us the ways of God, the ways of Christ. And he's saying, are we hearing Christ as he calls us not only to his will, but calls us to his ways as he is saying to us, live through me. He says, in him we live, we move, and we have our being. Live through me. He says, I have come to fulfill the purpose of my Father, and the Holy Spirit has come to speak to you concerning me. He said, live through me. He said, you might not understand that my ways are perfect and that they are better for you than you could ever choose for yourself. I know you would choose this direction, but it is better for you to go to the right. I understand what is ahead of you. I understand the things that are to come. Choose me. He says, choose to follow me, choose to submit to me, choose to agree with me. Wisdom is crying out to us and saying, I know you may not want to go to this school and study this particular agenda, but I need you to speak my word. Will you follow me and choose my ways? He said, I know you may not want to sacrifice the way that I am calling you to sacrifice, but many souls will hear my message and they will come to me because you have chosen to be a light in a dark world you have chosen to tell someone that I am a savior who seeks to save the lost he said will you choose to follow me I know it's not what you planned for your life I know it's not what you thought life would be I know it's not what you wrote in your planner he said but I am crying out saying here am I wisdom has come before you to say to you if you will only follow me I will take you along pathways that will lead you into a still water he said will you choose me this road that you are choosing for yourself is much greater and much harder because it is not my perfect will but if you will follow me I will always walk with you. Goodness and mercy will always follow you. My grace will always be upon you. You will never be alone. So no matter how difficult it seems and no matter how much sacrifice it may cost you, no matter what things you must endure, my ways are perfect and I am crying out saying, here am I. I know the answers that you are seeking for. I know the things that you are in need. Up, will you follow me? Will you follow me? I am a planner. I buy planners for fun. Anybody love Office Max? Naples, No, nobody. Okay. Okay. I go in there just to see the new planners. Yes. Big ones, small ones. I like the pocket ones. I can fit in my purse. I like the big ones. I can open on the desk. I love it. I buy new pencils and pens every time I purchase a new planner. I write neater when it's new, you know. I love them. And I'll get a yearly calendar at least twice a year. I love office supplies. I'm a planner and I love to write it out. Now, unfortunately, my makeup does not always agree with God's nature. Because I'm saying to him, I need you to at least lay this out for me 10 years out. (laughs) Let me write it down, tell me the steps and the strategy I need to take, and then I'm good. But every time, this is why I have to purchase them twice a year. Because every time he disrupts them. And he says, that looks wonderful. Love your red pen. Beautiful. But did you even ask me if that's what I wanted you to write on September 10th? Did you ask me if that's what I wanted you to write, you know, for 2012? I'm like, wow. I should have thought about that (laughs) before I did all that writing. But no, God disrupted my 10-year plan. I planned, I had a life's plan for myself, my family, my finances. I desired to be an attorney. That was my desire. I had lined it all up and God was speaking over here and I was trying to ignore because I wanted to do something else with my life. And I knew that being a lawyer for me, for those of the lawyers in the house, please Don't be offended. (laughs) I knew for me because I wasn't firm in Christ. And so for me, being a lawyer would have swayed me because I would have found what I was looking for and would have lost my so-called need for Christ because I would have been making the money I wanted to make had the prestige that I wanted to have. So the desperation that I had for him would have welted once I had arrived. The God said, no, that's not the way I want you to go. He said, you will study law. Yes, you will. But it won't be that law. <laughs> so he disrupted it. And for a long time, I was pretty bothered by that, and I kept, you know, laying out hope, you know, and saying, maybe now I'm, you know, maybe can you reconsider? I kept saying, no, no, no. This was before preaching. I didn't even want to be a preacher. I didn't. I grew up with in a, in a Baptist church. My grandmother was the pastor. And I saw some things in ministry, and I just didn't want that. And I had questions and concerns that I did not have the knowledge to understand. And I didn't want that. So while God was saying, I have a plan for you, I was trying to fulfill my own plan. Wisdom began to call me. Why? Because me trying to fulfill my own plan for my own life led me down this dark road. And when I say dark, I mean this dark road, seeking after what I desired. And he kept speaking to me, come this way. This is the way I want you to come. And it wasn't until I was very broken, distraught, and down and out that I actually heard his voice. And when he called me, drew me, at that point I made the very wisest decision that I will ever make in my entire life. I said, yes, Lord, yes to his salvation. And what I didn't even understand at that time is that making that decision wasn't even by my own choice. So as wise as I thought I was to make that decision, I wasn't wise at all because I needed the help of the Holy Spirit just to make that decision. And so in making that decision to follow Christ, I became wiser than the wisest person. And whenever one of us makes the choice of Christ, He said he takes the foolish things of the world to confound the wise. And the simplicity of receiving Christ and his salvation makes us the smartest people to ever walk this earth. (laughs) Amen. And it took the work of the Holy Spirit in us to do so. He said to us, wisdom cries out to us and says, repent. And this is what he's saying. He's saying, turn away from the direction that you are going and turn unto me. For when you turn unto me, then I will pour out to you my spirit. Look at how awesomely simple this is. Christ says to you, I am going to stand and yell in the middle of the street, that everyone can hear me. And I am going to say, come, 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 come. Here I am. Choose me. He says, I'm going to stand in the middle of the street. You can't miss me. I have on neon colors. I'm speaking loudly. You can't miss me. He says, I'm yelling for you to come. He says, so when you're walking opposite from the direction where I am calling, when you hear my voice, then repent, turn. And come to me. He says, and when you come to me, I am not only now blessing you with this great gift of salvation because now you have turned and you have come to me. He says, but I am going to now on top of that, in addition to that, I mean, what is better than that? Oh, my goodness. For my eternity to be assured in him. What is better than the salvation of the Lord for my life. Oh, he said, but it gets better than that. He said, when you turn and come unto me, all of the things that you cannot do, all of the things that you cannot figure out, all of the things that make you now put you in a position of need, he says, when you turn unto me, then I am going to pour out upon you my spirit. I am going to pour upon you my spirit. All you mean to tell me, all I have to do is hear you, hearken to you, and turn my direction. And when I turn my direction, now I am saved, secure, established in you. Now also, now I am empowered with your spirit. It doesn't get better than that. All 87,000 of Starbucks choices are no better than that. He says, I am doing in you what you could not do yourself. He said, I am empowering you with the Holy Spirit. He says, and now the Holy Spirit, you have gained not only wisdom, but power to choose wisdom. The Holy Spirit operating in us and through us. He is the engine. He is the power source that works on the inside of us, helping us to help ourselves. I can't make any choices of Christ without the Holy Spirit. I cannot choose his ways without the Holy Spirit. I cannot do his will without the Holy Spirit. I cannot live this life without the Holy Spirit. So not only am I going to give to you word, word, wisdom is the very thought essence of God. It is the mind of God. God took now all of his thoughts, his manifold wisdom. I mean, my goodness, can you all really grasp that? Manifold wisdom. How many of you could create an earth if you wanted to? (laughs) How many of your minds can, can hold the capacity of how to create a human being? Come on. All of that knowledge that it took for him to create. He says, I compacted it and wrapped it and called it word. I sent it here in the earth realm and covered them with flesh. And all you have to do to receive my manifold wisdom. This is why Proverbs, when it speaks of wisdom, it speaks of what benefits that wisdom brings to you. It gives you an ability to create Why, because that is what God did, does, is. He said he took it, called it word, and sent it to you to yell in the streets, to say, here am I, receive me. He says, and when we receive his word, His wisdom, the Holy Spirit comes in its workings with the word. It is the empowerment for us. So wisdom is calling to us. It is calling to us. Finally, in my last statement, I want to say, Solomon... You know, Solomon was considered the wisest man that would ever live. None would be wiser than him in our human capability. Solomon, during his years, he wrote and he spoke many proverbs and he wrote many songs. He wrote a song, a pen songs in the book we call The Song of Solomon. Six songs he wrote. They said that Solomon wrote that when he was young, vibrant, still innocent in his views and in his perceptions of life. He still chose to be very optimistic about life. And when he wrote this, he was depicting now our relationship with Christ. Us as the bride and him as the bridegroom. And how much he loved us and how he chose us and how he ran after us and how he encouraged us to stay with him and to believe him. He wrote this in his earlier years. And then when Solomon got old, he wrote Ecclesiastes. And in writing Ecclesiastes, he was frantic and he said, vanity, vanity, everything is vanity. He considered everything that he had gained, everything that he had done, everything that he had known, he considered it to be all vanity. Why? Because Solomon had made great mistakes with all of his wisdom. He had made great mistakes and he had fallen greatly. In the eyes of God. And as he spoke, then Solomon was speaking now, as he called himself a preacher, because he said, Now I can tell someone what I know and what I've experienced so that they don't make the same mistakes that I've made. He had come to a place of repentance, he had finally understood what he had really already known. That the whole matter of man is to fear God. Is to fear God. He had come to that point at the end of his life. And he was stating the very thing the very thing that was in his heart from the beginning that he had lost sight of along his journey. When he wrote Proverbs, he was writing while he was at the top of his game. Amen. Speaking much knowledge and much wisdom. But by the time he got to Ecclesiastes, he looked back at his life and said, Wow, I really missed it. He said, as greatly and as much as wisdom, I knew that wisdom had apprehended me. But unfortunately, I had not apprehended wisdom. Because as much as I knew, it wasn't enough to keep me. But he said to himself, at this time where God had extended grace... And he was repenting of his mistakes. And he was telling his sons Learn from your father, son. Don't make the same mistakes that I've made. Amen. Lay hold of God. No That having him, knowing Christ, is the greatest wisdom that you will ever obtain. Know that Christ, he is enough. He is sufficient for us. Everything that you need and everything that you desire is wrapped in Him. When He comes, He comes with a table that is spread, that you could partake. He could quench your thirst. can fulfill your hunger. He is everything that you need. For the beginning of wisdom is the fear of God. For those of us that have made the wisest decision, which was to choose salvation in Christ Jesus, He said, don't look for answers anywhere else. Know that all that you need is in me. Everything that you need pertaining to life and godliness, I have given to you. I have equipped you with power. The power to will and to do, I have given unto you. So when you feel like you can't, the Holy Spirit says you can. When you feel like you won't, the Holy Spirit says we will. When you know not what you ought to pray, the Holy Spirit says I will pray for you when you don't know now about how Christ can forgive you of all of the things and the mistakes that you have made. He said, don't worry, for I make intercession for you daily. He says, I am enough for you. I'm enough for the whole wide world. He says, if you have not chosen me, there is still time today. He says the seek for in the world will leave you insignificant it will leave you insufficient he says but I come and I come to fill you I am enough for you know that you made the right choice and daily Wisdom was not just for your salvation, but wisdom is for your daily living. He says, in daily I call to you, choose me again today. Choose my ways again today. Trust me. Trust in the Lord with all of thy might. Lean not into your own understandings, but in all of thy ways acknowledge me, and I will direct your path. If you are seeking direction, Jesus is calling. If you are seeking answers, Jesus is calling. If you are lost, then you cannot find your way through. Jesus is calling. He says, come to me today. There is still room at the cross. What I did for one, I did for all. Choose me today choose to embrace my ways if you don't know the Lord Jesus Christ today and you have not accepted his gift of salvation know that it's like my grandmother used to say it's as easy as pie to do is acknowledge that I hear his voice. That I hear him knocking at my heart. All I have to do is say, I hear you calling. And turn around and say yes. I will not leave you alone. I will send to you a comforter. And he will be with you and he will teach you all that there is to know about me. Choose me today. Today. Can we stand? Because I just feel the need. Just is this okay, Pastor? Someone in the room, if you're in the room. Hear him. You know that it is him that is calling you by name. He knows you. If that is you, or if you that you are praying for that they will hear the cry of Christ's calling. I want to just say a quick prayer. Thank you, Jesus. So that we do not turn and disregard his call. that we are not left to ourselves. your power to do in us what we cannot do for ourselves we acknowledge that you not only do well within us but that you hover upon the earth that you are in all places of Christ. them to know that this choice that they will make will be the greatest and the most wisest choice that they will ever make for their their lives. Speak to them concerning the person of Jesus. Bring into their thoughts The very works and the very person of Jesus Christ, that they may choose Him today. We thank you for your works. We receive your work. For today we declare that we receive wisdom for our lives. Our decisions, for our future, and for our today. We thank you, O oh God. Hallelujah.